Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Hey guys, what's going on? Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished ladies and gentlemen, those of you like me still trying to do what we do and that is roll out of bed, how to get out of bed. It's late in the afternoon. On one television, I have a Western on the other television, depending on which room I'm in because I can't sit still. I think I have a news or a show or something like that. And the dog uh, just grunted because he realizes I just started a podcast. And because he has to be in every room that I'm in, I no longer show him away. I no longer tell him to get out and all that kind of stuff. We coexist up in here because I'm like, wait a minute. We got to coexist everywhere we go. And let me tell you, I'm getting ready to unveil a new look. Bam. All right, let me put that on there. And let me put this on here because I know y'all going to be like, wait, where do we go? All right. So if you want to follow and subscribe and you're trying to figure out like, wait, I just saw her go live over here. She went live over there. She posted over here. She updated this. She was at this. She attended that. She's hosting this. All that kind of stuff when I'm out of bed. If you're trying to find a channel, want to choose a channel, just simply go to dryerbus.com and then you can select where you would like to follow and engage. And I do, look, listen to the dogs. You're, going, you're trying to interrupt my show. So if you want to engage, and a lot of times with how to get out of bed, uh, I squeeze them in and I don't get a chance to make it a two-way conversation. I want to do that today. So first place I'm going to check in is over here on Periscope. Because I know on Periscope, uh, you guys will come in and if you don't hear your name, shout it out and all that kind of good stuff, you keep it moving. But that's okay. Because what I do love about Periscope is that it is live on Twitter. And so as you do come across uh, the screen, uh, you'll come in there. Let me tell you what this is. This is unscripted first thoughts. Uh, it does become a podcast the minute I hit stop. And I then transferred into all your podcast platforms. We've been lucky enough, like so many, to be added to so many podcast platforms. I can't even name them all, but you know your favorites. Uh, Anchor, number one. Couldn't do any of this without Anchor. Uh, iTunes, Apple Podcast. I don't know if iTunes is a little thing. Wherever you follow. Uh, Spotify. I, now I'm a, I love Spotify. I think Spotify is one of my favorites. Uh, Google Podcasts and, and so forth and so on and all those different things. Uh, it's done in two phases. The first phase is a live two-way conversation. It's a live two-way conversation. Then it becomes a podcast. So if you catch this live, you there's some optics you're going to have on your screen. You'll be able to, you can't see me, um, simply because that's not how this thing got started. And listen, the dog is like, I'm just going to go somewhere else. And then you also see uh, the website, which is dryerbus.com, which was born in 2002. And these are some of the conversations that we would normally have in the salons and in the barbershop. I'm not in the barbershop until on Thursday, tomorrow, and a very busy weekend. Uh, myself, you know, I am, so, you know what, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm trying to retire from blogging, uh, spent 20 years pioneering the industry of blog, the industry that became blogging. Hey, Joey, um, pioneered the industry that became blogging and, and everybody's now 
putting some value on the fact that, wow, you mean we had we had an opportunity to control the narratives on a number of things. We had an opportunity to re really figure this thing out. But, you know, it that, that time frame for which we finally begin to add value, it wears some people out. And I'm one of those people that I'm just burnt out from it. And I realize I'm just burnt out from it when I see the opportunities come. And I'm real good at calling a thing a thing. Yeah, I'm real good at calling a thing a thing, which is why I have a very small circle, because I have to say, like, I have to state the obvious, like, listen, there's something not quite right with what's going on, or there's something amazing that's going on, where you become the town crier, like, there's something amazing that's going on, and, and I'm waiting for that next amazing thing, <laughs> I'm waiting for that next thing that's just going to really wow us, do you know how hard and how difficult it is to wow people, have you ever picked up the phone and called a really good friend, somebody you thought was really going to be excited about something to cheer you on, and then, and yet, they don't have the reaction, you know, or now mind you, sometimes they're just busy because we all got stuff going on. We all got these moments and so forth. And, and, and here's the thing. If you didn't clue them into the fact that you were going to do this thing, because you know how people always do, and I see it on social media all the time, where they've got some really good news, and now they want to, like, share the good news because they've been hiding behind all the bad stuff, and then they want to share the good news, and then they want to jump on there and they say, well, you know, I normally don't. Well, if you normally don't, then don't start. Go ahead and start. I'm just saying, don't, don't start it with me. Don't bother me with it, you know. Um, but if you normally, like, I, I saw a, a post and uh, I just saw a post where a person was um, congratulating their child. We all like, who knew that? Who knew they had a child? No idea, right? Because because of what people like to consider things to be private matters, or, or maybe you know this, that, and the other thing wasn't. And I'm I, I literally y'all in the middle of this podcast. Grab this remote because I looked at the television. And I noticed one of the programs that come on that I don't, I'm one of those people, I don't like for nothing to get a rating off of me if I don't support it. So there's one station that we have here in Atlanta, ABC is an ABC station. Uh, I only watch it because ABC is like now seeing some value in, in particular stories. And so I have to make sure that I'm never watching them when they back when they go back to their original program. You know, like now back to your regular scheduled program. It's like, oh, y'all was so full of diversity a minute ago, but now y'all back to this. Let me make sure to get my television off of that. And I'm one of those people that television is always on. I, I literally just recently start turn became that person to turn everything off. I see you guys over there on Periscope. I'm gonna jump over here and check on a couple other platforms and make sure we got make sure that we did go live i'm one of those people i mean i'm just real picky like that i'm patty that's why i have a daughter called patty betty because apparently she says she gets it from me uh so i want to make sure and i see that we are live on dryer buzz which is uh we have a page on on facebook and i think i had another platform uh, and we are live on my personal page already. And there's a comment there. So I want to go over there and shout out and watch for some viewers as well. Laura Womack on the West Coast says hello to everyone. How you love the Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I love Wednesdays. Can I tell y'all, Tuesdays used to be my favorite day. But you know what it was? Tuesday became my favorite day because I hated Mondays. And so I, I was one of those people. I'm going to ignore Monday. I'm not going to do anything on Monday. All the things that people normally would do on the weekend, I would normally do do those on Mondays just to really get through Mondays. Well, what that did was that made Tuesday my Monday. So now 
I don't look forward to Tuesday as much. And then I'm like, oh, wait, Wednesdays are really cool. But then you know what's going to happen. It's going to keep, because guess what? Somebody said this. Let me tell you. And, and the minute every time I think about it, for some reason I think about Debbie Allen. But I don't know if Debbie Allen said it, reiterated or whatever, but it is play out. It says everywhere you go, there you are. So if you're trying to escape you, it's kind of impossible. If you're that person that said that to me, you tweeted it, you memed it, followed it, whatever. I don't know. If I, if I didn't give the right accreditation, accreditation on that, please let me know because I am one of those people. I don't, one of the things, I don't like letters as a blogger. I don't like getting letters of cease and desist. I don't like being called out. I don't like backlash. I don't like nobody clapping back and all that other kind of stuff. So if that's your thing, let me know. I'll ask, I would ask um, smart smart devices but seeing as how i'm on two of them right now and the others are muted i won't hear the answer but everywhere you go there you are everywhere you go there you are and that's why i started doing how to get out of bed because i was working with individuals they wanted to get to a place they wanted to get they will always come man i want to be this or oh, i want this i want to get on this stage and i want this brand and i want to do this and that and i'm like help me create they were always and help me create buzz and I, I give hey look i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you your your what i call your brand plan i'm gonna give you a brand plan but the first step to that they could never get past it and that was themselves. Because I can tell you what to do in an hour. I could, I could tell you what to do in an hour. I could tell you what to do in the next minute. Okay. I could connect you, give you all kind of contacts. I could tell you where to go get funding and all this kind of stuff. But if you cannot do what it takes and in the first place, and half the time I can't do it myself, which is why I know how to tell you <laughs> to do it, is because... Let me tell you, and don't sleep on that, where, where many people have failed at. Don't think that those people, because they can give you advice too, and you oftentimes hear this other thing that people say. You know, stop asking people that have never done it. You better ask them, because they're so nosy. They have witnessed a whole bunch of people trying to do it. And so listen to it. I know it's, it's going to irritate the hell out of you. It's going to rub you all kinds of the wrong way, people trying to give you advice or something that you they have never even tried it. But they have what? They, they're coming to you to tell you because they see it's familiar. Like, wait a minute, you're doing something that I saw this person over here doing. But, you know, they they set it all up, but they didn't do this. Listen to it. Don't let, don't, don't let words. Don't ever let words get lost on you. And I think I get that from my grandfather. I just remember my grandfather always telling me, listen, pay attention, pay attention. You know, pay attention. Listen, listen, pay attention, pay attention. And that's what I do. And I've all, I already said that 2020 was going to be my listen year. Y'all going to hear me say that so much on these podcasts. Because when, I don't, when I'm not on here trying to give you 20, 30, 45 minutes, hour, two hours, whatever, podcast we're on when I'm not trying to give it to you and I'm not talking because I talk a lot I'm long winded because I have observed a lot and I have said that 2020 was going to be my year to just sit back and watch that clear that 2020 clear vision I'm just going to sit back and watch I want to sit back and observe because what I know to come if history repeats itself, if we truly live in the cycles of life, I know for me, 2020, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably not going to do anything for another two years, whatever that next thing is. I'm thinking 2022. 
Because let me tell y'all, can I tell y'all that 2012, 2012, I have been looking back and looking back and looking back. Let me tell you, 2012, you know, maybe I've gotten so, I've gotten older and I'm like, I just know, I just know that it ain't 2020. Not for me. That ain't, that's not the life cycle I'm on. And mine, and I was like, well, 2021, maybe with the, the work that I'm supposed to do in 2021, but I'm thinking 2022 is probably going to be the next because I just remember 2012. If you think about 2010, 2010, 2009, 2010, 2011 was actually when I did publish, um, 27 answers to do everything. I did that in 20, no, not everything. No, I did not. 2011 was simply just a book. Um, 2014 came the rest of it because from 2011, you know, I, I lived in that author lane and that brought me literally out of the blogging lane. And I never really could get back into the, into the blogging lane because once you get to a certain point, like, like talking about it, that was from having 10 years in blogging. If you think, think about this, I'm talking, I'm literally sitting here talking to you guys about something and a whole other decade has passed. And it literally seems like yesterday. I remember, man, the trip to New York, spending that week in New York at that conference and, uh, and meeting all those amazing people and beyond people, the tribe that was built during that time, uh, mentors, you know, working with all kind of mentors in that time and then going off and doing the work. So rarely do we see people, and I mean like, like see them. There are people out there that are doing the work. No, mind you, I know that. But we oftentimes hear about these overnight success. Whenever you see an overnight success, there's 10 years in there that you did not see. There's 10 years of finding it and pulling it together and 10 years of that person saying, okay, yes, you know, let me give into this. And I think with where, whatever tra trajectory I'm on now, I don't think that I will have the way with all to give into it until maybe about two years out. This, the thoughts that I have right now today, the things that I could implement right now today, uh, I don't think that I'm, I'm, cause one, I'm lazy as hell. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I don't think that I'm truly going to do them. Mark my word. If this come, you come back and listen to it. I tell you, I'm going to play this. Cause you know, Facebook, Facebook is going to remind me next year. And I'm like, uh, not quite, not quite, but I will be, I will have gone further than I have today. And then on top of that, 2022, man, that's, that's what I love about that. It ain't four, like 2020, 2020 is a four. And let me tell y'all, I don't like fours. I don't like four nothing. Okay. I don't, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, and as a matter of fact, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna inbox him when I finish. I, on one of my trips to New York, I sat with uh, Mark Polite. Mark Polite has a really amazing political blog. I'm not a political blogger. I vote for me, and I'm highly influenced by my millennials uh, in this in the last couple of elections. I had my chance. Of, I'm high, they're like, Mom, listen, come on now. We need you to support this, that, and the other. I'm high. I'm, I'm gonna let y'all know. I am highly influenced by my millennials. These are these are young people that I have I've, I've raised in mind. They're my babies and my kids. And they're young adults right now. 
and they they want they want some say in this world and i'm like okay what you need me to do you know he's like go ahead and, and one of the things that my kids know they they come with to come to me with anything you got you better have a great debate and i better not be able to poke holes in your theory right uh and any of these outcomes that you want to happen so I'm listening to their their arguments uh, as they are talking about their particular candidates and so forth and so on. Um, but at the same time, I'm trying to figure out what I was getting back to because anytime I get talking about my kids, it's like, whew. but um, I oh Mark Mark uh, I was telling you to go to Mark's uh, website polite 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 on polite on society polite on society light on society um luckily he's a blogger and he's a good 10 years 20 years maybe even behind me and age so he'll be around a little bit longer but um so definitely check him out though because he does uh engage in this stuff and i know i go there trying to figure out one two because it's in new york and look at look at bloomberg if those of y'all that are that are drinking this bloomberg kool-aid um, you might want to go and check out people. See, this is what we don't do in this pol in politics is like, say for instance, if, if somebody from Georgia is running, you need to go talk to somebody from Georgia. Well, somebody from New York is trying to buy this race and I'm trying to figure out, okay, New Yorkers, you know, I know New Yorkers have li have lived under a, a level of apartheid that I don't want to see this country have to live under. And one of those was start stopping frisk and policing and so forth. And we have issues of those already. I can't imagine. And one of the things I love is that it stops before it gets to the White House to some to, to a higher level of degree. Because right now, policing is done on a local level. And let me tell you, you better go get used to, hey, Rachel Pope just popped in. You better go get used to how these, how these bodies of government actually govern. So, but I know that what that what that elected newly elected president gets to sit there and sign uh and and uh, and just go rogue with some things um you better you better ask some people y'all want y'all want this guy from where's he from what's the other one i'm trying to think i'm i don't want to say name i'm trying to think of their territories go and go and find talk to somebody in their territories cuz they might have they might have voted for that person they might have been outvoted on that person you know, they might, that person might represent them now because they were elected, but then you need to find out like, like, you know, especially like people coming out of Chicago. Yes. Okay. I, I, we had a president and first lady coming out of Chicago, but guess what? They didn't go back to Chicago, right? They didn't go back to Chicago. So, um, they stayed in DC talking about, uh, uh, the Obamas, you know, and then they going on from there to the Hamptons and Hawaii and all those other things. But th those are not places that they represented, you know, they represented to put them on that trajectory to get into the, into the white house. And they did. And other, there are others trying to follow in some of those same steps. There are those that have gotten out of the race as of this lad, the last primary. And as you know, every primary we're going to see people get out of the race and they keep talking about uniting. How are you going to unite? When we need to unite to go against, okay, well, you ain't got to deal with him until November. Right now, y'all got y'all need to fight to the tooth, uh, so that somebody uh, ends up with this nomination and so forth and so on. These are things that keep people from getting out of bed, y'all. Processing, and I have to process it in my head, and I don't like processing stuff in my head. I like saying stuff out loud, and I'm like, well, you know, that's a that could be a podcast. That's why we come on and we talk about how to get out of bed. 
But I was talking about um, the fact that Mark Polite and Polite on Society is from New York. And he, they could give us. He could in other places. I'm trying to think, where is, um, where is Bernie Sanders from? I was trying to think of the, the state. And Elizabeth Warren, you know, and, and other places. And what was the other guy? Um, all of them. Go look up. Go look from where they're from. One's a mayor. Okay, we don't do we don't have any governors in this race this time. It's because I'm partial to because I'm partial to a governor running for president because you can they're they're governing. Um, you can really go and look at it and see how a person represents kind of almost in totality. Whereas, you know, a mayor, a city inside of a state, somebody coming off, coming from a mayoral uh, office uh, position, um, that's different. You, you learn, because people live in cities, you know, you can really identify and understand people who live in a city. But when somebody is, is a governor, that meant that they had to bring that state together um, to a degree, if not, if it wouldn't, and no, we haven't really seen any true landslide type races, but somebody that has, that has been a governor, it seems like they would, um, you can go back and judge their work a little bit, a little bit more, you know, and think, oh, this is how, you know, because, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, where else? I mean, that's the hierarchy of, of this thing. Um, even like, because even, I don't, I don't know that I, I don't, and I'm going to tell y'all, I don't know that I like senators as presidents, you know, uh, and I'm pretty sure the first person you think about is Kennedy, but, um, but, Kennedy didn't serve. They, they served. I, I always, I always have to go back and double check just to really see how long he served. But again, they during that time, it's like we didn't have the lenses that we have today. So all you had to know then was some things that might have come across. Hell, television was brand new <laughs> during that time. So you know, you really can't. You go today. It makes no sense. It makes no. I mean, hell, you can ask um, Siri, and Siri can give you or uh, Alexa. You know, they can like like. How are people out here talking about they don't know something? I spend my day all day like, wait, what? When somebody's even if somebody's talking to me, and they say something that I don't understand, I'm on my phone. I'm like, hold up for a second. Let me let me check this out. Right? Let me. You used the word I've not heard, or you used the phrase, or you you quoted a law, a scripture, all, any kind of thing. It's like, how are you full on trusting people to give you information, especially the way information is delivered in abstract today? You know, it just it just makes no sense. Uh, I titled this thing. I titled this one, and we're about twenty three minutes into this. And I just remember it. I did title to say it looks different. Hopefully, that picture I look different. Uh, I'm trying something new. But when things start to look different, and you start to look around, um, especially at a time when you are coming out of a fog. If you experience some of the anxieties that I experienced and how to get out of bed, 
I'm trying to think if I hear music or conversation. Um, when you, when things start to look different, you start to notice things that you hadn't noticed before. Stop for a minute and find out where you've been. Maybe you've been in a fog. Maybe you've been under a rock. Maybe, you know how you like, like, where'd that come from? Or, or when did this happen? Or, and somebody like, uh, somebody was telling me some things and I was like, wait, how did I, how, if you have to ask yourself or say to yourself, if you have to say to yourself, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? Stop for a minute and figure out where you've been and what's going on. Like, I, I came out of a little bit of a fog. I'm like, and I wanted a drastic new look, which is why I did the picture there. And I was playing with an app, and, and uh, I was like, oh, cool. I, I might want to make that happen. So, um, but if you have to say to yourself, when did that happen? Like, there's some people who for, for now are like, realizing like whoa we, in fact my daughter they wait when do she's like wait when do we vote she's like mom please don't make me miss and miss don't let me miss any deadlines or this that and the other as much political conversation as we are having up and around this house um on a visit she goes what are you wait what are y'all talking about you know wait what are you talking about and because she doesn't consume um some of the media stuff that the couple of us, couple other couple of us do. So while we're having a conversation, other people are like, "Wait, what's going on?" Ask yourself where you've been, and you don't have to make it uh, all out priority, but keep it in your peripheral. This is the time to keep a number of things in your peripheral. It's particularly things going on with the weather, things go, you know, those taboo, those religion um, um, things that we don't know we talk about a lot but we don't talk about because it's just that time it's just that I was gonna say something else when I said weather because uh, the weather is you know doing this thing um, news cycles um, how people be pay particular attention going forward if when we talk about 2020 being that and I just I keep making these signs with my hands if y'all can see me when we talk about 2020 being a clear year uh, a 2020 vision a year of vision um keep an eye out make sure that you are seeing and what you are seeing is what you are seeing does that make sense i've said found that i've said that several times this week make sure that what you are seeing is what you are seeing Okay, there are things that you need to keep in your peripheral if it is not something that you are highly engaged in. I was telling, the, uh, um, I was on the phone this morning, and there's a community one-on-one class that's getting ready to happen in my na- my neighborhood, my city. I live in a small city outside of Atlanta. I was listening to the radio yesterday, and, and uh, somebody that has pretty much served in every capacity. Uh, on the elected electoral spectrum um, was on and one of the questions the re- journalist reporter asked him or the host of the radio show asked is what do you think about all of these places becoming their own cities now you know uh, everything's breaking down and and some things want to become bigger some things want to become smaller and uh, and I liked um, the explanation I don't I can't recall it all right now but I just remember it giving me a language 
um, for something that I've been trying to understand. And, and and he was just saying, you know, that's just the trend right now. And, and all of it, all of it comes back down to budgets, okay? Never get away from the fact that everything has to do with money, time and money. And money's more important than everybody seems like than their time. Everything comes back to money and who's and it comes back to control and we know control leads to power and all that kind of thing. Um, but you don't want the power if you don't want to control the time and the money. And a lot of things a lot of places trying to break off and become their own cities because they want to have a little bit more control over the budgets. You know, budgets govern everything. Um so keep keep that keep that in mind. If you ever looking at something, you ever trying to figure out motives. If you ever trying to figure out somebody's motives, think about the money. You know, think about the power. And I guarantee you, it's gonna come back. To, and you know what? And the truth be told, there are some people that are power that want that want the power and the prestige, and and yet don't realize. And which is really why we're here right now. Why we're in the position we want are in right now because so many people want. They just want the influence. They just want the power, but yet they realize there is really no real power because they don't they don't control the money of it. I'm looking at, when I say keep something in your peripheral, I'm looking at the, the number of people or the body of people that are concerned about the election and all of that. But then I'm also looking at those that, for whom that's not even a concern. I'm like, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. You know, the ones who are, that I, I, I keep my eye on, because my prize is to one day just be unbothered by everything, right? So I've got, there's a group of people that, that I keep an eye on because they are absolutely uh, unbothered by a lot of stuff. Like they don't get, they don't get as agitated. They don't, they don't have, they're not, they don't have the agitation, the anxiety, the angst, you know, when all these different things are happening. I'm like, wait, they just still, they still chilling. They still enjoying life. They still, you know, this, that, and the other because they own it. Like, like you're trying to, you're trying to get the power, the influence, the money and the time to control something that they, that they, that they are, that they are the essence of, right? How many times do people, you hear people out there and all of this stuff talk about the quote unquote, the 1%. Let me jump to another platform as I'm, I'm watching, uh, trying to keep up with you guys. The 1%, you know, so there are those who are out there trying to keep tabs on the 1% and they always talk about the wealthy and this and this. I'm like, I'm like, why are they such the problem? Cause it's, it's the habits of these other folk. Hey, watch for and come back in. It's the habits of these other folk that really is what, cause you talk about making what makes the world go around. And then there, there's that which stops the world. You know, I, I know for me for 2020, there's some serious habits some things that have become habitual, I put it that way. There's some things in my life that have become habitual that were never even a part of it. And so now when I look up and I come up out of the fog of anxiety and depression and angst and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, and, and I know when I ask myself, when did that happen? Wait, what happened there? Wait, when, how long is it? You know, you find yourself asking people, wait, how long is it? How long was this going on? 
And then they tell you years. As, as a matter of fact, you know, I was talking to my daughter. Uh, we have a family member that had a um, uh, extended family member had a loss to this, that, and the other. And they go, wait, what? You know, when you have to say, wait, what? Whenever you have to say, wait, what? Um, ask yourself, where in that time, where was I? Because especially if it's something that you then have to turn around and apologize for. One of the things I said for me for 2020, um, that whole unapologetic thing, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the language for which we use. I, I posted on Dryer Buzz page. Um, I was, I enjoyed a video and I was getting ready to share the video, but there was just one word within a video that's triggering to me. And it comes out of the hair industry. And as you know, okay, we call Dryer Buzz. And I don't think I'll ever get rid of that. Even though we do have uh, leading women is presented by Dryer Buzz. Um, but protective styles, protective styles. And it's Black History Month at the time that I'm recording this. We're right smack dab in the middle of Black History Month. And I haven't really had any, had a lot. I haven't posted particularly for Black History Month because a large number of my following is black. So, you know, that's us 365. Um, so I, when I hear this word protective styles, I go back to, while I understand it had to do with a particular industry, the acting television industry, Hollywood industry, pretty much, I would say television industry because Hollywood doesn't, doesn't have that much. It doesn't, it doesn't affect your hair that much. But what we hear in the television industry is that people are ill, ill equipped to dealing with black hair. And we've seen certain celebrities have to uh, launch all-out wars, uh, threaten some have been kicked off television, some have made their way back to television, having to succumb to bad wigs. And I ain't talking about Tyler Perry. I'm talking about um, uh, Judge Maybelline. And Judge Maybelline at one time left television because, and, and the, the narrative was, we don't know what the actual thing was, but the narrative was on the television show they kept making her um, they would never have any, like the show was had her name and all this kind of stuff, but they didn't want to pay somebody to do her hair. Now I'm watching Tamron Hall. Tamron Hall has a daytime show now. Some of the shows are live, some are recorded. She's she's got a really awesome schedule right now. I think they do three live shows and two are taped. And then when those two tape shows, she's traveling and, and promoting and doing all this stuff. And she wears what we used to call back in the day a Halle Berry. A, hey, Derek James. Um, she wears a Halle Berry, a shortcut, right? Which and I I chopped twenty years twenty no I chopped twenty plus years ago. And I've only backslid a couple of times. So I've been natural a long time. Um, and I've been chopped forever. But then there are times when I want to let it grow. Like right now, I've, I've did the storm. I did the storm color. So I'm trying to get the white hair. I'm going to wear that for a while. And I really, I'm really feeling purple. I may go purple. I don't know. I've all, I've been red for a couple of years now. And I mean like red, red, like, um, Atlanta Falcons, red and black. Um, now I'm going to rock this for a little bit. See how, see what I want to do with it. But I am thinking about a, I am thinking about maybe a purple tint. I've got to go get a cut tomorrow. But anyway, so <laughs> went off on that tangent. Um, so I'm watching because what we hear about television and I'm going to go back to Raji. Tamron is now having to do her hair is having to go through things. So I'm wondering if she will, Hey, hits music. I'm wondering if she will adopt to the 
quote unquote protective styles and wigs and all those kinds of things. But being that it's Black History Month, saying protective style hits different because when you talk about the fact that you got to protect something, we are at a time in our country, at a time in our world where we are looking at the word protection. Um, it's coming out of this thing that's going on with the polarization of men and women right now. And we're addressing that on leading women this weekend. Um, protection is a, is, is a guise is a, a disguise. It's a mask, right? When we talk about protection. So we talk about protective styles at styles as for my generation, um, we talk about the fact of how we had to wear our hair in the workplace. Like of the last, the last job I had was five years ago and like JLB meaning like going and clocking in and sitting in a cubicle, uh, was five years ago. And I was there for seven years and I was at the one before that I was doing some more time off and I was at another one for two years. Right. And I remember, and even now, if I think, as I think about like, man, I would love some of that comfort back. If I was to go and get a job now, I would not have to do the things to my hair that I had to do, probably had to do back then. And, um, cause it was, it, it was like the things you had to do with your hair on the job. You know, you had to, you know, a lot of us wore the relaxers and the straight styles and the weaves and all of that, even though there are number of people still wear the weaves and the lace fronts and all those kinds of things, they wear them, but they've taught themselves into this thing about protecting their hair, but they're not protecting their hair because they end up going bald. Most of them, like there are a lot of women dealing with hair loss and they don't realize it's like, well, your, your scalp's not getting enough air. I don't know what people are telling people. I mean, it's like some ain't right with the putting that. Some just ain't right with glue. And I know again, this is why I never talk about hair to me. Something just ain't right with gluing something on your head and leaving it there. I'm like, I don't know, but I, I, I just can't do that. And I didn't really understand the we there was some of the weaves were extreme and all those kind of things. But anyway, there were things you had to do to your head to get a job. But then even generations before that, it's just something about the fact that black women and not even black women, because it goes into other cultures, but it's hard to have these discussions as it relates to other cultures, because there is a dictate in America that, that cultures don't want to be seen suffering the same fate. And so therefore we all walk around masking a covering as Kenji Yoshino wrote about in his book, covering the hidden assault on our civil rights. So when I, when you hear, when I hear y'all say protective styles, it takes me back. It triggers me back to the hiddenness, how we each ourselves participate in the hidden assault on our own civil rights. And I'm that person. I feel like when you go putting on the lace front, when you go to, uh, sewing in your weave and all those things, I need to know what your mindset was. That's why I didn't even do anything on a natural hair spectrum because in that the dialogue you would have with a person as soon as they said, I'm going natural, I'm done with you. Um, I, I want you to have nothing else to say. Okay. First of all, you were born natural. So, and then, and then when you put in five, six products in your head, trying to achieve something with your hair, 
I couldn't get with it. I still can't get. I still can't understand it. I just, I just did a color change, and I'm watching all these videos, and I'm like, and it's like all these different steps, and I'm like, I just don't remember us having to do that. And when we did do all those things, I, I think back to Tina and the, and the what's love got to do with it with Tina when the girl was coloring Tina Turner's hair, and it all fell out, you know, and all these horror stories. So. All of this came out today just because I was watching, because I looked up some videos on how to color my hair. Now when I go on my YouTube and it's got all these videos there and I saw one today, which was Taraji. Taraji P. Henson has a hair, has a hair product line called TPH and she has some other things or whatever. And people were like, whoa, where'd she get all this hair? And she talked about that, you know, because she is in television, uh, on a television show, she wears wigs. And so she has all these different quote unquote protective styles and then she just took out a brace and all this kind of stuff. Actresses, only ones I can think of should be doing protective styles. If you are average person and you're talking about protective styles, um, you should be triggered back to a time when we had to do, we had to alter the state of not only our hair, but Lord knows our being because we weren't protecting our hair. And, and this is where generations, this is where we lose each other. And this is where we begin to disrespect each other because when we don't understand that for another generation, protective style meant an entirely different thing, right? Uh, a lot of people, when they think about these slave movies and slave narratives, and they talk about the woman wearing the scarf, which they had to protect their hair. This, it's like, look how many people are, are still not understanding of a person wearing a hijab. It's like, it's like I know that, and, and I didn't even really get, remember I talk about getting the language? I was watching, uh, I was binging on Netflix, and... I, God, I, to this day, I can't remember what I was watching, but there was two friends, uh, um, two little girls that were friends. They was entirely from two different polar opposites. They were polar opposites. And I learned something. One, They went to each other's house for dinner, and one of the little girls, she was young enough where she did not yet have to wear her hijab. And, but her mother did. So when a little girl went to her house, her mother and her older siblings wore one. She asked her, why aren't you wearing one? And she said, you know, she was worried that she was getting ready to approach the age of having to wear one. She said, well, I'll have to wear one in a couple of years. And she was like, well, why don't you want to wear it? And why, and why would you wear it? Uh, but she didn't ask. She, she was learning so much while she was at the young lady's house that when the time for the young lady to go to her house, and I think it was one of those documentaries where they are following kids from one age to the next, and this is like the next generation of these documentaries. So when she went to the other little girl's house, which was either she was, I think they were in, they weren't, it wasn't American, they weren't in America. Um, so when she went to the other little girl's house, she might've been British or whatever, white British. And the little girl, they were having dinner at her house, and there was no formality to dinner. Like everybody was simply in the kitchen eating because they were filming, but they, at the, at the white British family, um, they didn't have a religion. Well, the look going to the, going to the other girl's house being that they were Muslim, um, not black Muslim, but Muslim. Um, she found out that how they had dinner 
and the style of dinner that they had and that everybody, and this was the time to do all of this, that, and the other. But when she went to her house, everybody was like hanging out in the kitchen. The dad was over at the sink drinking coffee. The mom was hanging out over here. And they, they were all in the kitchen and her and her sibling was set to have dinner. She was trying to serve the little girl kind of like a dinner style by which she had was accustomed to at her house and she just couldn't get her family to really partake but she was trying to tell them about the discussion that she had had there and she said dad my friend will have to start wearing the hijab because of her religion so she turns to the, her dad and she said well dad what's my religion what's our religion and the dad was like well we don't really we don't really have one you know we don't really subscribe we don't you know we don't go to church and you know it's you know and she was like well why do we not have one and and her parents were trying to explain that you know they came from a family they just didn't want to raise their family with that because they came from two different ideologies and so that they just never decided on one or the other and guess what happens life keeps going so here she was asking questions because whereas her friend was the same age as her was getting ready to go through and face all of these rites of passages and her friend had these uh, this anxiety of now i have to, when i when i at our next birthday by our next birthdays i will need to begin to cover myself from head to toe and she was explaining to her friend she was like well why is that she says because i is i i don't want to appear i should not appear attractive in public those are things that will then at that time be reserved the only person will see me from that moment on will be my husband now these are little 12 13 year old girls she's reaching an age where now she has because her family subscribes to a particular religion and a culture and a doctrine and a theology and all this stuff she's getting ready to go through all these rites of passages where this little girl is like okay well, well, dad, she kept turning with dad. Well, I have, dad was like, no, we don't, we just don't, we don't have any of that. And then, and then I'm pretty sure that left some questions in mind. So this documentary, and I have to figure out what it was, but they'll come back at the time at each of their birthdays. They all, they all have, and this again, part of the, I guess the documentary, they all turn because they started like maybe in kindergarten or whatever so they will all age together and there's several of them. and if you ever want to really like find like really delve into these there were there are these that go back into the 60s and the 50s and the 30s the exploration of who we are and how we get out of bed and we bring that back into the the exploration of all of that it, it comes up it's everywhere it's everywhere and it's all of us. And I like the idea because there are so many of us, particularly those of us in America, uh, there are things that are done inside our homes and inside our families or outside our homes uh, in particular tribes and churches and whatever we subscribe to. There are things that are done um, that people are trying to figure out and when it comes back to that that word protective so when we talk just from a simple perspective of protective styles like i'm gonna do this to protect my hair and it's only and you know that another generation will hear that and think differently because there were a generation let me grab a soda super soda because the generation just before me had to protect their hair so that they did not appear at a certain level of attractive in the workplace because things that used to happen to black women in the workplace and, and beyond and beyond and beyond 
um, when you talk about the evolution of the workplace, all the things that were done to keep black women out of the workplace, even though black men think we've always had some kind of, y'all, I'm telling y'all, we really need to figure this stuff out because I grew up with a generation or under a generation or with and under a generation of black men who think that black women had it, had it, had some kind of, had it easy in the workplace and just not really realizing everything that wasn't told to them about how we had to come through the workplace. So when you hear protective and all these little things today, whereas it's just simply uh, something of convenience, keep in mind for the sake of history, it was not always something of convenience. It's great that you have the choice to do these things with your hair, but there was a time when there was a generation that did not, you know, and that's why we end up at a place where we, where we come to now, where we end up with like all these backlashes, you know, when we think about um, all the backlash, but it's because, it's because we live in public. All right, I've been on here 48, 48, and I'm going to get ready to jump off here and get ready to head out. Uh, back out. I look like it's clouding up. I guess that rain is coming back in. I hope everybody is doing well. Like I said, the weather, you know, I hope everybody's doing well. We are, uh, if you live in the southeast, um, we, there's a weather cycle that we experience here from February to March. And so I hope everybody is uh, gearing up. You relocate, <laughs> excuse me, if you have relocated to the southeast, you better ask somebody how to protect yourself. Uh, in Georgia, what, I don't know if, I don't know if it's Louisiana. I don't know if it goes all the way to with Georgia. I just say Georgia, Alabama, maybe in Mississippi too. Mississippi, y'all know y'all are on the cusp cause y'all get those hurt. Y'all get hurricanes. I don't know if y'all do the tornadoes. Yeah. Mississippi is probably Mississippi gets it all. Mississippi gets all, all kind of weather patterns. Um, they get stuff coming out of the Gulf. They get stuff coming out of the North, you know, and all that. And then it comes, it either goes to the Gulf or it comes this way. And luckily for us, we live enough inland that um, we only have to deal with so many patterns. But we tornadoes is like those are the worst because you don't get advance notices of like you do with, oh, the hurricane's coming in. It'll be here next month. And, you know, so you get, we don't get that kind of preparation. It's like tornadoes coming now, uh, be prepared. So, you know, if you have relocated to the area you visited or whatever, um, just be mindful, you know, guess what? It's about asking, you know, if you, if you see it, ask about it. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, I know you guys, I, I jumped around trying to catch the comments and say hello to people. Remember when I hit the stop button, I think this one, because I did put on my mic, I think it, hopefully it sounds okay. And I will put that out there. I'm going to go back and play with some of these apps and creating some more memes and so forth and, uh, and finish the work that I have to do for today. But you know, you've got to, hopefully this works, uh, do me one more favor. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Yeah.